What is woke? It's a uh, word that's been around for a good, I don't know, millennia? Uh, no, not that long. It's it's one thing to be awake, right? Or that you were awaken, uh, or that uh, uh, you were woken up. Uh, these are these are of course some um, some words that we're familiar with. But in the context of political debates, what is woke? And we're going to hear a lot more about this uh, because of uh, some national political figures that are uh, touring to essentially share their ideas about how uh, you know to put together policies they believe is going to be best for society. Uh, and we see this uh, ongoing kind of, um, in a way, uh, trendy set of issues that are getting more and more intense in some people's estimations uh, and uh, what is being considered to be a, uh, a woke culture. Uh, so this is uh, this is obviously something we're going to hear a lot more about. But what is woke? And uh, if you go to Webster's Dictionary, you'll see that uh, they've got you know an explanation here. Uh, woke, uh, also woker or wokest. Uh, it says that it's uh, aware of an actively attentive to important societal facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. Uh, goes on to give some examples of all of that. Um, also reflecting the attitudes of woke people. Um, politically liberal, uh, another uh, uh, definition there, uh, as in matters of racial and social justice, especially in a way that is considered unreasonable or extreme. Uh, so there you can see it being kind of uh, considered a pejorative. Uh, so that's that's at least what Webster's Dictionary has as the uh, the meaning of woke. So uh, it can either be somebody who you know uh, has a certain understanding about uh, how they think society is built and what needs to change about society, uh, and then you have it being used as a pejorative, as being too liberal, uh, according to Webster's. So we'll hear some of the national figures and the state figures that are using these terms and what's really behind some of that. But of course, I want to get your thoughts at 217-629-7970. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Woke is an attempt by the radical left to, sh to use uh, uh, the accusation of uh, like racism or, or you know, you're anti-feminist or whatever. You're ever anti whatever the minorities think they are. They're, they're well, I think, though, that even some of the uh, traditional feminists are being criticized by uh, some in, in political circles for being what is called TERFs. Uh, and that's uh, trans-exclusion... Radical feminist, I think, is what TERF stands for. So, well, uh, well, you know, J.K. Is, JK Rowling, for instance, the author of Harry Potter, it, doesn't want people born men to compete in women's sports, so she's called a TERF, and that's coming from what people that you might be lumping them into are considered woke. Uh, so we're getting a lot of these uh, these these pejoratives out there, that's for sure. It's, it's, it's a cudgel to, to shut down, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, any kind of talk between people, they use that, use that, uh, they bring up woke and they use that as an attempt to shut down your argument. It's yeah, cudgel, I think, is a, an interesting word uh, and, and obviously one that, uh, you know, it brings about an idea of being hit 
with something, uh, and even if it is you know being called uh, a turf or uh, being uh, labeled racist or uh, those types of uh, uh, kind of ad hominem attacks, uh, that doesn't really get to the substance of certain arguments. But with woke, you're going to hear a lot about this. Ron DeSantis was in Illinois uh, in Elmhurst on Monday. Uh, this is some of what he had to say uh, when he was talking about uh, policies. He says uh, too often. Uh, put a certain political idea ahead of common sense or public safety. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis from earlier this week. And you also see battles over things like critical theory. They want to inject a very significant, I think, pernicious ideology uh, in the schools, uh, in the in the different subject matter. And we've said basically things like critical race theory um, are not appropriate for K through 12 schools. And so we don't allow that to be injected in. And a lot of people see see some of the stuff you, you probably read about. And some of it is just really outrageous. What a lot of people don't realize is one of the things that flows from critical theory, and you've seen it in some of these cities, is teaching kids to have a hatred for law enforcement. They actually have things where they will say that law enforcement are gunning down racial minorities with impunity, uh, without any evidence. And, and that's just a slander on the people that wear the uniform. So the goal of critical theory with respect to police uh, is to basically sow a hatred amongst very young people uh, for those who are wearing the uniform. And in Florida, we reject that. Uh, that is totally inappropriate and that is wrong. But what we also do, in, in, in addition to say that shouldn't be taught like that or taught in schools, is we actually have programs now where school districts can work with local law enforcement agencies to let students go and observe and be a part of what's going on at our police departments and our sheriff's departments. Why is that important? Well, the kids go and they're gonna see a lot of people who are conscientious. They're gonna see a lot of people that are public spirited. They're gonna see a lot of people who are trying to keep their community safe. Uh, and they're gonna develop an appreciation uh, for the hard work that people do and they will develop a proper respect for what the people of law enforcement do. So we're totally different in Florida than what you see in all these other things. So woke education doesn't work. Woke uh, indoctrination about law enforcement doesn't work. And we're happy to be leading the charge on that in the state of Florida. But if you look at all these different things that these states and, so and these localities are doing, it all goes back to putting ideology ahead of what's right for you. And that needs to stop in this country. We gotta start doing what's right for people. So again, uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, visiting Illinois, uh, talking to law enforcement and uh, raising the issues he sees as being, quote, woke. Governor J.B. Pritzker responding uh, earlier this week after Ron DeSantis uh, made that visit. And here's some of what the, the governor had to say, uh, even saying he doesn't know what woke means. What was that last question? Um, Should we send what for? Well, uh, comments on his speech, and should yeah. the state increase incentives for local uh, police departments yeah. to help Yeah, so, um, so let's see. I'll start with I didn't watch the speech. Um, I read reviews of it or r reports of it, um, and I can just say that the things that I read anyway are not things that they're, they're not the values that most people in Illinois share. Um, it, you know, what he's done in Florida is to try to have the government intervene to a large degree in the quality of the education or the type of education that people are getting and that will lower it. 
um, I think teachers are worthy of investing in, and, te and by the way, we shouldn't be banning books uh, from our libraries. Teachers shouldn't be forced to you know, toss books away or uh, put them in a drawer. Um, and the truth is that we, we actually have a much better education system in Illinois than they have in Florida. We're ranked higher than they are. U.S. News and World Report ranks K-12 education in Illinois sixth in the country and number one among the largest states in the country. So he's got nothing to brag about when it comes to education. So, uh, so he moves on and tries to use this word woke uh, to describe everything. He doesn't even know what the word means and he has no definition of it. It's just anything he doesn't like is wokeism. And uh, all I can tell you is that I don't know what that means. And frankly, uh, what I can say about Illinois is that uh, we're a state that cares about equity we're a state that cares about our families. We're making the investments that are required so that our youngest children will do better and better. Um, and I'm really excited about the direction of our state as opposed to a state where they don't make the investments that are necessary to lift up their education system or their health care system. All right. So that's uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker. And we heard some of that yesterday as well, but wanted to reiterate that, especially in the context of talking about what woke is, because you're going to hear a lot more about this. Uh, and he talks about, uh, you know, teachers not wanting to be uh, forced to, uh, you know, remove certain books. I would imagine, you know, force goes both ways, right? Uh, telling somebody not to do something, but also telling somebody to do something. And we've heard a lot of uh, pushback from parents and teachers about, uh, you know, forced sex ed standards or forced uh, culturally responsive teaching standards they may not agree with. Uh, but also the issue of equity. Uh, we'll hear about the education system and the concerns some Republicans at the State House have coming up next here. But of course, we want to get your phone calls real brief. Uh, we'll get to all of them, the full phone lines. Holy cow, we'll probably have to extend this all the way throughout the yeah, the rest of this hour, if this is the kind of response we're going to get with full phone lines. Good morning. Uh, you're on WMAY. Good morning, Greg. I've hey. got the word for you. For the sums up the Democrat Party perfectly. That's blather skit. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically political nonsense. Blather skit. I am going to have to look that up. Hopefully, I did not just swear. Uh, is that like no, German or something? Or? I would not steer you wrong, Greg. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, we'll see what uh, others have to say. Uh, good morning. You're on WMAY. Man, he's got a lot of nerve to sit up there and cite the only source that said the educational system in Illinois is succeeding and then try to talk down on Florida that is doing way better than Illinois. Well, yeah, and that's uh, something the governor uh, here in Illinois says is that uh, we're sixth in the country for education. But if you look at the outcomes, and this is something Republicans yesterday at the State House were pointing out, we're not doing great in Illinois. Uh, there's like uh, you know thirty some odd percent that can can read at grade level, and you know about the same for who can do math at grade level. So you know, is that really a testament to how well education is doing in Illinois versus other states? Yeah, I guess you can pick whatever study you want to pick to to highlight uh, the outcomes, right? Well, he's going to stand up there and brag about it, you know, and he's going to throw money at it, and it's not going to work. I mean, he's literally been taking money from us for the last, you know. Four years, nothing he's done's worked. But then he wants to talk about Ron DeSantis, whose who state's thriving 
And then, yeah, it's it's, it's just mind-boggling, man. Yeah, Illinois has uh, increased population decline. Uh, School uh, outcomes have actually gotten worse. COVID likely had a lot to do with that. And the governor shutting down schools in Illinois. Um, The state's unemployment rate is higher than the national average. Florida's is lower than the national average. I mean, there's a whole host of things. Good morning. You're on WMAY. You would have been. Let's go to this one before the break. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Perfect example of woke. PC principle. Oh my gosh. Bro, listen, all right? <laughs> There's something about South Park. The cartoon South Park, if you have not seen South Park, they are the type of uh, kind of, you know, libertarians that sit on the fence and throw stuff at both sides constantly. Uh, and they have a character named PC Principal, politically correct principal. Uh, and uh, he's just, uh, <laughs> I can't even describe You have to go and watch the show to actually get it. <laughs> It's incredible. I appreciate that laugh this morning. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Come back, hear some more about this, take more of your calls. It is Springfield's Morning News on WMAY. I'm Greg Bishop. Be sure to follow along, Bishop on Air. Gmail is how you can get a hold of me. Twitter, Bishop on Air. Facebook, Bishop on Air. YouTube, Bishop on Air. Everywhere, Bishop on Air. Blatherskit. Never heard the word before. But I know it now. It's a person who blathers a lot. I've heard of blather. I didn't realize uh, blather skit was (laughs) a word. Uh, But yeah, nonsense, blather. Uh, So yeah, we learn something new every every morning here with Springfield's Morning News. I've been talking about uh, what's considered woke. Uh, Got a lot of your phone calls. We'll get more of them, I promise. But uh, let's hear from uh, Republican State Representative Blaine Wilhauer. He talked about... Uh, the state's education system in response to more spending that the governor's touring the state talking about. Uh, and the Republican from Beecher City, Blaine Wilhauer, he talked about equity and uh, this idea of equity, what exactly it is. And that's something that the governor uh, leaned into in his uh, reaction to Ron DeSantis. Uh, here again is uh, Blaine Wilhauer. I think that would be a lot better for our students. We've got a re- religious-like focus on, on, on equity when we talk about this stuff. You know, I think that uh, we could focus a little bit less on the equity and start, you know, really lift all the people up. We need to get away from the conversation. We've got a religious-like focus on, on, on equity when we talk about this stuff. You know, I think that uh, we could focus a little bit less on the equity and start focusing a lot more on excellence. I think that would be a lot better for our students. Um, you know, all, a lot of times equity is pursued at the expense of opportunity. We see that um, all over all over the states. Bad adversarial policy is um, is is removing the ability to gain equity in a lot of our lot of our communities. So I think we need to reset the conversation on that. But the bottom line is we are spending record amount of dollars on education, more than any states around us. Since the evidence-based funding formula has been put into effect in 2017, our numbers, our proficiency numbers have actually gone down. We need to acknowledge the systemic shortcomings, and uh, we need to change the way that we think about education, and we do education in this state. We need to move more towards a model of um, students and parents first. Um, that, that gives them some options, especially in areas that are failing. There is no way that we, we are not doing a terrible thing by keeping students in, in schools across this state that too many of them are systemically failing them. So let's... 
So again, uh, Blaine Wilhauer talking about the money that's been put into public education, uh, how he says there's too much focus on equity and not enough on outcomes uh, and achievements, and uh, the Republicans pushing for more school choice, they say, as a way to, to hold schools accountable. Um, but before we get to uh, the bottom of the hour news here, I also wanted to share with you what uh, State Representative Adam Niemerg had to say about uh, being asked specifically, what is... Uh, the idea of woke uh, and uh, what is uh, an example of CRT or as other people call it, critical race theory. Here's uh, State Representative Adam Niemer yesterday. The, university the culture response of teaching, when you, when you teach a child that their parents are inherently racist or they're inherently prejudiced and you hear of what's happening in our public education system, that's CRT. That's culturally responsive teaching standards. You can package it however you want to package it. And the parents know what's going on in these schools. And if they don't, they're starting to be made aware of what's going on in schools. And we see news story after news story after news story. So when you sit back and say, okay, give me a, you know, a specific example uh, of, of CRT, it's throughout. It is throughout our school system, our public education system, and what I just mentioned in the sex ed, uh, in the gender bathroom bill that's coming through, culturally responsive teaching standards. It doesn't matter how you package it. This wokeification of our schools is happening right before our very eyes. We'll actually uh, talk a little bit about this uh, public uh, bathroom bill that looks to uh, make genderless bathrooms. That's something that uh, Representative Niemerg addressed there. But uh, he's asked more for specifics in particular about Black History Month. And is that considered... uh, uh, CRT, for instance. Here's uh, Representative Niemerg. When you talk about a particular child being told that their ancestors were the reason that this country is in the state of it, that it's in, when you talk about privilege walks, when you talk about um, our children being told that your parents are inherently racist, and let's have a conversation about why that is. You know, that's, that's culturally responsive teaching standards. That's critical race theory. Um, you know, when I was in college in the early 2000s, there were many professors that liked to uh, be revisionist historians. They would talk about how they were more ideologically prepared for, for modern day America and how the professors of the past didn't quite understand our history and they wanted to fundamentally change it as it was founded. So, you know, when you look at revisionist history, when you look at the rewriting of the history books, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about uh, with critical race theory and, and, and CRT. And uh, we've seen it multiple times throughout the state of Illinois. So again, uh, Representative Adam Niemerg there talking a little bit more about his concerns of what he calls woke ideology. Uh, We heard the governor earlier talk about equity, uh, and uh, these are some of the things you're going to be hearing more and more about uh, in the overall national uh, political conversation. Uh, But more from what happened at the Illinois State House. Again, you can always follow along with me, Bishop on Air, on Twitter. Really, I think that's a a good place to go and get uh, live updates as they happen throughout the day, outside of listening live and local here on Double. WMAY 6 to 9 weekday mornings. Uh, but uh, coming up, we'll talk about a bill that uh, happened uh, at the State House yesterday out of committee that uh, deals with public bathrooms and genderless bathrooms, multi stall genderless bathrooms. So stay tuned, we'll get to that. Well, we've been talking about the issue of woke politics. I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Is it culture? Is, is it the, the cultural discussions that we're having here? What, how, Where would you put this? Is it just pure politics? Uh, but uh, ultimately, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this term called woke and 
Uh, if you haven't already been inundated with questions about critical race theory, what is it? Uh, culturally responsive teachers, uh, certain types of national sex ed standards, seems to be a lot to deal with education uh, all around this, uh, but even elsewhere. Uh, for instance, you know, the uh, what kind of, um, uh, you know, diversity do you have on your uh, corporate board? Uh, there's even conversations apparently about uh, making sure that, uh, you know, there's reports on how diverse your not-for-profit board is. Uh, and uh, these, these ideas uh, focusing more on uh, the term called equity than maybe on um, focusing on outcomes or, uh, you know, advancing people based on merit rather than, you know, if they're part of a certain uh, class that a political group points at and says they have to have special privileges based off of external characteristics. So you've got these these debates that are happening, and it's very much a national debate, and we've been getting your thoughts about that. But I do want to get to uh, something that happened at the Illinois State House yesterday, uh, in particular when it comes to bathrooms and uh, multi-stall, gender-neutral bathrooms. Uh, but first, a phone call. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Oh, hi, Greggy. Hey. Okay. Could, could I go back to one, one point on a prior discussion, which is the big problem with Illinois education, I think, is unions. Uh, and the most significant tell was in a journal register when the local education union requested of the board that they not release the achievement test results. You know, and when they were released, the parochial schools just uh, destroyed the public schools uh, because basically. They uh, just focused on the basics of education, you know, and money's not the answer. They, they have a lot less money and resources, but they do a lot much better job. Well, and one of the things the Republicans are pushing against, I appreciate the call uh, when it comes to increased costs for education, is the bureaucracy involved. We've got 852 school districts across the state, and the proficiency, uh, it's not really there across the board. Uh, yeah, there are some schools that are doing great, not getting a whole bunch of money. Public schools that are doing great, not getting a whole bunch of money, uh, but uh, then they have to follow all these unfunded mandates uh, like culturally responsive teaching standards or like new sex ed standards that uh, might be coming down the pike to mandate that uh, or different uh, types of what things people might consider as uh, you know equity or culturally uh, woke policies those types of things uh, but let's let's shift from you know schools to public bathrooms right now it's already law that you uh, if you have a single stall bathroom it has to be gender neutral it kind of makes sense right you go to a, a gas station there's only one restroom it's a single stall well you know you can just go ahead and go in there if you're a guy or if you're a girl but now uh, there's legislation to allow for multi stall bathrooms to become gender neutral. Here is a uh, brief conversation at the Illinois State House uh, about a bill. It's State Representative Katie Stewart. She's a Democrat from Edwardsville. Uh, Suzanne Ness, a Democrat from Crystal Lake, and Charlie Meyer, a Republican from Highland. They have this conversation at the State House about gender neutral multi-stall bathrooms. Creates the opportunity for places, businesses, um, universities, you name it, to create a multi-stall gender-neutral restroom if they so choose. Uh, and it lays out requirements for what is in that facility, um, locking mechanisms, privacy, um, disposal for menstrual products, all those types of things that, that we need to have in restrooms. Uh, my question, this is not any kind of a mandate. This is just 
guidelines for facilities or establishments that want to create an all-gender restroom. Right. So the frequently they're, if they would want to create it, they cannot. So this is completely permissive oh. and just you know, explains how to go about putting it in place, um, making sure that we're not, like we're, we have the law about balancing, you know, facilities, uh, so making sure that we're not impeding on that, you know, equality that we worked for a, a while back, uh, and things like that. So like for places that already do have that, they're doing it illegally? They're doing it illegally, Really? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, yeah. thanks. Now a single... Just to clarify, uh, a few years back we did pass a law that like a single toilet facility, um, it, those are all non-gendered and they should be across the board in the state of Illinois. This is to allow for a multi-stall if they so desire. In here, when it, part of it says require certain newly constructed. If you are newly constructing or renovating and you choose to make a gender neutral facility, you can't like the idea is you can't have a gender neutral facility and then a, a men's only facility right next door. So if you want to create for some reason two separate multi-stall locations right next to each other or across the hall from each other, then they both would be gender neutral. But that's just to avoid that problem and that helps again balance what we require in terms of like even numbers of facilities that are specifically gendered. You know, I'm, I'm looking at, think of a large arenas where you've got people stacked high and low. You only have so much space. Uh, a lot of people will not want to go into an all-gender restroom, and you won't have no space. You know, when, when buildings are plumbed, your, your plumbing is ran through certain areas that are heated and they're air-conditioned so they don't freeze. And other parts of these big outdoor arenas aren't. And so... You're, you're adding a lot of cost and it, into and that. If, if an arena is worried about the space, they do not have to create such a restroom. That's why we, it's permissive, and it's because we understand types of constraints like that. Okay. So again, just some of the uh, types of bills they're discussing at the Illinois State House, uh, and we'll see if there are other bills that uh, might fit into this category of uh, some discussions of what's woke and what's not woke or equity or uh, wherever these things ultimately land on the political spectrum. Trying to give you uh, the, the broad uh, array of uh, different political conversations that are had, uh, but uh, always uh, encourage you to call in and uh, sound off at 217-629-7970 on WMA.